What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease.com, promo code HAM, Middlecoff. Promo code HAM, $20 off first purchase, over $50 free delivery. And it's brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Promo code HAM1, that's HAM, H-A-M, and the number one. You get your initial deposit, you get an extra 50% bonus. Now to the pod. The Warriors played their last home game at Oracle Arena in the regular season. Farewell, Oracle. We've got a bunch more playoff games. And the prices go up. Uh, wearing the sweet throwbacks. And uh, Sam Amick also uh, wrote a big thing in The Athletic. Uh, about he did, a, he did a player poll. And one of the polls was, where will Kevin Durant be playing next season? 109 players voted, which is, you know, just under a third of the league. And I guess about. And this is their response. New York Knicks, 63%. Kevin Durant will be playing next year. The Warriors were second at 20%. The Nets were third at 4.5%. The Clippers were fourth at 2.7%. So Knicks, 63%. Warriors, 20%. Brooklyn, 4.5%. Clippers, 2.7%. Has Kevin Durant... How Do you feel better today than you did let's say three months ago that Durant has played his last game at Oracle arena in the regular season or not. Uh, well, I guess I he's played like, his last regular season game. Yeah, there, the next one be a chase, re- but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I still think he's gone, but the closer it gets, whenever you deal with a guy that I don't really know what he stands for or what he's going to do, you don't feel quite as confident. It was easy to say like in June or I mean in January, he's gone. He's out. <laughs> and now it's like, is he really going to leave? I mean, they're just kicking the shit out of everyone. They've kind of amped it back up when they realize, oh, let's get the number one seed. They came out with, like, bazookas and just eviscerated everyone in their in their path. Now it's just over. They closed Oracle. It was pretty badass. They wore those jerseys. I, I didn't realize this. They had to petition the league to even get it. And it makes sense. Like, the Warriors capped out because they wear 15 different jerseys during the year to sell them. But this wasn't, like, Joe's all about the money, and I'm sure they're going to sell some of these. 
but this was the players like it, it wasn't a financial idea like at its core it probably becomes one moving forward when but did I, you find I, out they were wearing them when did you well, see that? that? It, it, well, it got announced yesterday when the game started. They yeah, that's what, okay. I thought I was like, am I crazy or did, did this just get announced? Yeah, they did not get announced. Then they I showed guess, the video of them wheeling the jerseys into the locker room and the players kind of going off. I guess the players found out, like they petitioned the league because they realized like they're not going to allow you to do it. So they petitioned the league. They found out like the end of last week. So they've known for four or five days. It's pretty impressive they kept it quiet, don't you think? Yeah. Shows you like... I don't even think players are like. But then you realize they knew when a couple of guys had orange shoes that matched. You realize they had to know ahead of time because you had to get yeah. the shoes. It was it was it was pretty cool. It, it was. And Marcus Thompson had a pretty good tweet. He's like, "You know the irony of this whole deal? People hated these jerseys back in the mid." Well, I don't think they're that good looking, but they're cool as throwbacks. You, you wouldn't you wouldn't roll them back out now moving forward. No, I think the uniforms they have now are way better. I would agree, but I actually now again maybe it's it's like Cindy Crawford or Halle Berry is going to pull off any outfit. See, the Warriors are fucking throw on. I mean, that, that to me the one Chinese one that's all black is pretty ugly, but they look fine in it and they kick ass in it. Like you could put Jordan in anything and he's going to look fine. You're right. Maybe that uniform on just like random players looks shitty, but I was like, God, it looks pretty cool on these guys. Yeah. But they're all they were also up like forty on the Clippers. Who the Clippers are good. God, these guys are incredible. I don't know, man. I, I I still think he's gone. The end of the day is going to go to the New York Knicks. There is a huge elephant in the room here, and I don't know if it's next week or in two weeks, but this is one of the biggest lotteries in recent memory given what's at stake for the number one overall pick and who the player is and then just how famous the player is right now. Do you know that with the lottery odds that have changed, that one through four have the same odds of getting the first overall pick. And if you're like the seventh team, you can get like your odds of just being in the top four aren't that bad. Like it's kind of crazy. Like there's a decent chance you're like, oh my God, the Dallas Mavericks are drafting second. Yeah. It's going to be people I think just assume oh, it's going to be like the Knicks, Bulls, and Cavs, one, two, three. I, I don't know, man. We'll see. Now, I also, I was texting someone last night. If I was the NBA, I would attempt to rig this. <laughs> if if you if we're ever gonna do the cold uh, envelope again, remember that they always claim that's what happened with Patrick Ewing mm-hmm. with the Knicks, mm-hmm. who I stumbled actually on the Big East thirty for thirty the other night. It was really good. My God, this was badass. All these guys in the Big East and the ESPN and just the famous coaches and you're watching like God. Patrick Ewing was is almost feels underrated right now. The seven foot guy that could run like that and how hyped up he was. He should have been. But to me, you if Zion, if they get the number one overall pick and whenever the lottery is, it's usually first round of the playoffs, when the playoffs start next week. So if the Knicks get it, the buzz on Kevin going there will exponentially grow, right? Why wouldn't Kevin, if he is going to leave, want to go play with Zion and Kyrie? Doesn't it kind of make sense then? Makes a lot of sense, John. But I did see a counter that said, well, Kevin's, one of his problems with the Warriors is he could never shake Steph's star, even though he's the two-time Finals MVP. And shit, he might win the third straight Finals MVP. Would Zion? Now Kevin is dramatically better, but Zion's a pretty big deal. Well, but Zion's a big star. He, Kevin's. I don't think he'll ever be nearly the player that Kevin is, and that's not saying anything. But that's Kevin not necessarily might be the, the point. No, like, no, I, I people, understand. If, if you if you would imagine if you were a nine-year-old kid in New York. And you were a big basketball fan. You love the Knicks, but the team sucks so much. This summer, 
They get the number one overall pick and get Zion. Kyrie and Kevin come. What jersey do you think Guy Haberman, nine years old, eight years old, New York buys if you could buy one of the three? Zion's always smiling, man. I think Zion is the unanimous choice by most of the youth. You know what? I, he said yesterday that he would have, if he could do it again, if he could have gone pro out of high school, he would have gone to college. He said the reason he went to Coach K is because Coach K told him, like, I see you as a basketball player. You're not just a dunker. Like, I know who you are. Now, would he most, really? Most, most people were telling him the opposite. Like, you're going to be a star and all this stuff. And yeah. Coach K, I'm going to make you a player. He's like, but he's like, I know, you're a, I know you're a well-rounded basketball player. Anyway, I think Zion's incredible. I think there are people, by the time the draft rolls around the NBA, I think one thing you're going to be hearing a lot of is there are NBA scouts, GMs, whoever, who think that Ja Morant should be the number one pick, not Zion. Yeah, but if they have the number one pick and they get Kyrie, they don't need Ja Morant. No, for sure. So I think my point is, though, I think the number two pick in this draft is going to be just as valuable as the number one pick if somebody with a point guard gets the number one pick, right? If Zion goes one, I think people are going to feel like at two, you can get the better player in Ja. Is there any chance that John Morant goes number one overall? I think there is a chance, yes. What team would that have to be? I don't know. I hadn't thought that far about it. But I think there are a number of people that just think, talking to like evaluators. That this guy's an elite talent. That he, Yeah, that he's just a great player. Like if, they, Z- if Zion had just been a solid top ten pick, that this guy would go number one. I just think the thing with Zion is like, again, people love him, but he's, he's, he's kind of he's plays a little bully ball. In college, how much is it going to translate, blah, blah, blah. People think he's going to be really good. But I just think people think Ja is a star also. I, to me, there is a legitimate question on Zion. You weigh 285 pounds at 18, 19. I think you and I can attest, the older you get, you don't get skinnier. Now, I do think some players historically, like Barkley's a good example, you can if maybe he's, his nutrition plan is not great, like he could change his diet and lose like ten pounds, no problem. But he does play basketball. He plays really hard. Like he does carry the weight pretty naturally. Maybe he's just a really big boned, thick guy. But if you say there's a team next year, and this is where if you are Kevin, and they do get the number one overall pick, you could even argue number two because if they got the number two pick and him and Kyrie, why couldn't you take John Morant too? <laughs> right? They would still like the Knicks wouldn't pass on John Morant. Now you could argue. Could they take John Morant and then do kind of like a LeBron James, like trade John Morant straight up for like Devin Booker? Just do a crazy trade where you get kind of a more veteran guy with those two guys, which would be on the table too. Because like what you're saying. But this is all like, you're on the Warriors right now. Yeah, but but I think we've learned with this guy that, and in fairness to Kevin, did you see Billy Donovan's quote today? He said uh, – it was like an Oklahoma City shoot-around. He's like, what do you think about Izzo saying that he needed the second championship to validate his career? And he's like, you know, because I had forgotten, but the championship that Izzo won, he beat Billy in the championship. So they're, I think they're pretty tight. And Billy's like, yeah, then, you know, several years later, I win the first. Anyway, I went back-to-back. And he's like, everyone's like, oh, you're on top of the world. He's like, literally nothing in your life changes beside when they write your name instead of writing one-time chant, they write two times. He's like, I actually became depressed because there's no way to sustain it. You start getting, you start thinking about all the wrong shit when it used to be about the right reasons. He's like, it wasn't until I saw uh, a 60-minute clip with Tom Brady and Tom Brady had just won like three and four years and Tom was like, you know, at the end of the day, like, 
you, you, the championships are great and the trophy, but you do it for really for the process of your team. Like that's why you love doing it. like playing and it, especially in football practice. And Billy's like, obviously as a coach, I love practice, but just to, like Kevin probably realized this whole life. You want to be a champion. Then he became the champion and it really doesn't change that much. Well, so it's like if his happiness here for whatever reason is not fulfilled, maybe chase this new championship and just mix it up. Like it's not really that crazy. Cause I would bet if you got him over some cocktails He's like, I already knew I was an all-time great player. It's kind of halt. Like, I had to validate it with these MVPs. I was already fucking great. And this he's kind of right. Yeah, John, this is where, and I think you said this before we were talking about, but before we started the podcast, I've thought the Clippers for a long time were kind of a sleeper here. You said you don't think it makes sense that the Nets would be ahead of the Clippers. I agree with you. But I think what we're not given enough credit to, whether but the, it's Brooke, the, the, net, the Nets are kind of like Brooklyn, uh, Clippers East. They are. Right? And so whether it's the Clippers or the, or the Nets or whatever – I think there's something to be said for what you're talking about, which is, it's is it it's not selfish of Kevin, or maybe it is selfish, but not in the bad way selfish, to want to try and do it on his own. Like, can I go through the process of leading a team to a championship when I am clearly the best player on the team? Like, I'm with you. I do not hold that against him because that's not the situation he's in right now. Does it make his championship worth less? No, but... Not necessarily to prove it to everybody else, but just to do it for himself. I want to win one of these where I'm the dude, and I know they could not have done it without me. And I want to well, go through that whole thing. Do you agree that when he showed – you and I went to that press conference. Three and a half years later, is there – if, if you just would have been like, hey, John and Guy, make, make boxes that he has to check off for this to be a success – in his three years here, there is literally not a box that you could have written the day that he signed on that 4th of July, right, is when he signed. 4th of July uh, was when he announced. When he announced. Okay, yeah. It didn't become official till whenever. But So that 4th of July, when we found out, I'm, it wasn't I'm coming home, I was LeBron. I'm coming to the Warriors. That famous picture of him, like, in the vineyard, right? Yeah. In, well, yeah. Martha's Vineyard, or wherever the fuck no, he was. Yeah, it was, was like a, a <laughs> just a, a wall with ivy on it. Yeah, it was, it was kind of a cool pic. Uh, and it's been did, did Marcus me. Thompson do one of those when he did the athletic? Probably. Uh, but there's not a box he, he hasn't checked off, right? He's done everything possible. He's been an unreal player. Uh, he's been an, he didn't win an MVP, but I think most people would be like, you could argue he's been the best player in the league the last two and a half years. He's won finals MVPs. He's dominated in the playoffs. Like Ben just like, holy shit. This guy is – he had a couple moments in the finals where it's like this is incredible. He's not going to miss. I mean, he's just unfucking stoppable He just – whenever he's wanted during the regular season, it's been a – like he's just on a completely different level. Like it's like him, Steph, and James and LeBron. Like he's in the core three or four of his era by a mile. He's made a ton of money. It's been really successful off the court, right? His ventures have been cool. He's been – He's made a huge imprint in this area. Like he's already done enough to already always be talked about in this area, right? And his connections are made. He didn't get to play in Chase, but he doesn't give a shit. Like that doesn't mean anything to him. I, I just don't see what else he could have ch- a box he could have checked. Like it could. The one time it got a little weird. You could argue it wasn't really his fault, though. A little petulant with his claps, and it, but he does the clap sometimes. That's what a scorer does when Draymond lit him up about the claps. Uh, he was, I mean, kind of involved. And I think if you wanted to go, that was kind of on him because all Draymond was asking him to do 
was just commit. And in fairness to Kevin, like he didn't feel comfortable committing. So why commit to something? Like if you don't want to marry her, you're not a good guy just because you ask her to marry her, even if you don't like her. You know, it's just so Kevin didn't commit because he didn't feel comfortable committing. So you can't really hold that against him. Like and that was the main premise of Draymond calling him a bitch because he's like, you're you're not all in. Well, he's not all in, but he's all in enough from a basketball standpoint. You could never dispute when you're watching him. Like he'll go through the motion some games. Like who doesn't? But you know what? Kevin hasn't truly tried everything he possibly could have done when it matters to win championships. Here's what he owes. Here's what he owes the Warriors. He owes them his best effort right now while he's under contract. That's what he owes them. He doesn't owe them anything beyond that. Now you love to say on a team you owe, but it's just it's not the business of sports. You owe what you signed up for, and that's what he's doing. He's delivering. Can't deny. I it. do. I, I do think Draymond, his outburst, does kind of speak to like Steph Clay and him. And I think he's also kind of speaking for like indirectly for like Bob Myers and Joe Lacob. Like, bro, we want you. This might even cost them me because right. they might get rid of me. Right. But everyone wants you here forever. Yeah. I, but you I can't... think it's crazy to them. And you, but it, back to my analogy with the relation, you can't force that shit on people. And I think sometimes with human beings, especially if they're wired a little like Kevin, it, it pushes them the other way. And that, that's why I've been very confident. Like he's not coming back just because that incident alone would have been easy like – he could have come out and been I don't know why Draymond's yelling at me. I want to be here forever. He never even – he's gotten the opposite. He won't even touch it, right? If anything, the one article that was written by Ethan that really wasn't that crazy. And to defend Ethan, you notice the Warriors never said a goddamn peep about that. Like It's not like they – Ethan was way off on this one because they know he's right. It's the one where he snapped. Right. And what happens, kind of like Antonio Brown, they – Ethan struck a chord a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'd get tired of everyone writing about what kind of person I am. All the, like, You want to write about me as a basketball player, but always just writing. You, like, you, like I can see Kevin's right. You don't know me, and all you're doing, everybody's writing all these pieces where they, like, psychoanalyze Kevin. Like, what's up, what's up with Kevin? Like, leave me alone. <laughs> it doesn't work like that when you're a pro athlete, but I can understand at some point. Just, like, leave me alone. <laughs> well, he, but he does not help. Do you see this weekend? Shannon Sharp, Instagram, that picture of the big fat dude kicking the white guy down the stairs. The guy, the guy was talking shit. I mean, it's a pretty funny video clip. Okay. And the big ass fat black guy at the top of the stairs is like, don't come at me, bro. Don't come at me, bro. And then he finally rushes and the guy kicks the white guy down the stairs. And Shannon Sharp's like, his quote was, when people try to tell you that Kevin Durant's better than LeBron James. Yeah. And Kevin responded. <laughs> See, and Shannon did a joke with it, and Kevin responded. Kind of like LeBron James at the top of the mountain, Kevin Durant's coming up the stairs. And so it's like, Kevin, you tri- love to claim you're not yeah. sensitive, you are. Stay out and, of I, it. and that's where I think. Shut it down. People are consistently just. I, I, See, when you say that, I, I, I understand where Kevin gets mad about it, but I don't see where they're ever wrong. Like, Kevin, you are really sensitive. You're always yeah. fucking – you're the only guy of that level of fame that consistently reacts to this shit. I know. I'm just saying, like, the cycle of it is you're sensitive. No, I'm not. And then we're going to say something so you react to prove that you're sensitive. So I he's just stuck in this cycle. But I think Shannon would tell you, I just – I didn't – Quote him in the tweet. I didn't include him, and he like seeks it. Yeah, I no, I agree with you. Like, when's the last time you himself? typed into Twitter 
Guy Haberman. I mean, I couldn't even tell you. And, and, and he, I, I can't imagine, like, I'll give you the best guy that would have the most right to clap back all the time would be LeBron, who if on any given day he typed in his name to Twitter or Instagram, he would just see stuff where he could start firing back. And I might, if I was him, just some fuck yous, my bank statements. And I, I, I'll give him a lot of respect on this. He's never done it. And he has, to me, way more leeway to have done it than Kevin. Kevin just can't help himself. And I'll, I'll give this guy credit. Garrett Radnich, his theory on when you're single and that powerful and rich, you got a lot more time on your hand than Steph with his wife and yeah. his kid. Or even yeah. a guy like LeBron at the end of the day, he goes home. He's been married and dated Savannah for 10 plus years and they got a bunch of kids and he's got other shit to do. So he, for a guy that I make fun of LeBron for being on social media a lot, I would imagine Kevin's on social media dramatically more than LeBron. Because at the end of the day when he goes at home, he doesn't just sit on the couch in an empty home, right? He's got Bronny Jr. and LBJ Jr. I don't even know his kids' names, but and they're just all kind of hanging out. Man, Ster- uh, Shannon Sharp has a ton of Louis Vuitton bags, judging from his Instagram. Yeah. He's doing well. No, he's, he's a Hall of Famer. He's so, a lot, yeah. a lot of fruit and porridge or whatever. You know, one thing when I was with Colin, I walked Skip. They have a lady there in the makeup room that just cuts hair. Mm-hmm. Skip was getting his hair cut. <laughs> I walked by like three times just kind of staring at Skip. Skip would be like, who the fuck is this bald guy just staring at me? And uh, Skip is in phenomenal shape, bro. Okay, he, He's got to be like a 7% body fat guy. And Many Gou- years Gou- ago, Josh. Goulet was, Goulet was telling me. I guess he's just a workout freak. Well, many years ago, this maybe was like, I don't know, this is more than 10 years ago probably, when I went and saw Colin at ESPN and yeah. saw his show, and he gave me a tour, and he, we walked into a studio, and Skip was in there, and just they just started talking about their workouts. And it was just Skip talking about his workout. The whole thing was Skip talking about This was when they were doing like cold pizza probably. Yeah. Well, yeah, probably was cold pizza. Like, I don't think first take started to like 10 or 11, right? This was definitely before that. Cold pizza was ahead of his time. I mean, what's the difference, really? But I'm telling you, you see Skip, you're like, God, this guy is like 58 and just, just... Well, he looks more jacked now than he... Like, then I remember thinking, like, oh, he just kind of looks like a like a marathon runner, and now he looks jacked. You know that Skip Bayless wrote some, like, uh, transcendent cowboy books? Oh. Yeah, well, I think in one of the cowboy books, like about the Jimmy John, like, he wrote some of the preeminent like go-to cowboy books in the mid 90s and i think in that book is where he alluded to or brought up the was he called troy basically gay is that why I they think hate I, i'm not i can't i haven't read it i can't speak on it john the, but that sounds about right wasn't part of the deal was troy was gonna borderline threaten to quit if they hired skip bayless at fs1 and then oh, like, hey, really? troy, uh you know that 7.5 million dollar direct deposit that you get throughout the year that's yeah you know you bite some bullets it's like, hey Troy. Also, you go to get. You don't ever see this guy. You don't live in LA. It's not like you ever. Well, it's like, is it ruining his morning routine? Is he always watching? No. Damn it. I bet Troy realized, like, yeah, he can give a shit. But I do get if you're not gay and someone says that. I fully support like your take on Durant. I, you're all. I'm always gonna understand like the person who it's happening to is gonna think differently than us on the outside. But that is legitimately, if you call me something that I'm 100% not, 
and I'm Troy Aikman, you're furious. And, and if I you, and now and I and just the last thing on Kevin for me on that point, I do think he doesn't help himself by by involving himself in all this stuff. But it it is also a bit of a catch twenty two. Like you guys keep talking about me, you say things that I don't think are true, and if I try and defend myself, it's it just means I'm sensitive. Like so, I can't say anything ever. Uh, if I say anything, I'm sensitive. Uh, it is kind of a well, tough spot. Yeah, because he no, I know why. Me, he like, adds I can, I get, I can just fire on that. No doubt, I just see how it for him. It's like this cycle. Like wait a second. So I say anything ever. Now it's because I'm sensitive. Okay. Well, what am I supposed to do? Are you if supposed I, to stop. If I, if I started a PR company and to try to help Kevin like change his image or whatever, would the would the move and the tactic be play into it, make fun of yourself, be self-deprecating? Or is it too yeah. late for that? No, I just think it's hard. That has to be authentic. That's that's so because that become uh, because uh, that becomes passive aggressive really quick if you don't mean it. Did you see the clip? It becomes Tom Izzo going. Oh well, I told the guys at halftime. Everybody, it's okay, yes, and I loved it. Kubaya. It's okay. Like you didn't run as hard. That's fine. You know, as long like I yeah, love losing. We're losing the fifty-fifty battle. No big deal. That'll play itself out. <laughs> Did you see the clip? Like probably like a month ago, the dude at the golf tournament was wearing the picture of Tiger's mugshot, and it was just you know picture of Tiger on the on the cocktail night. Yeah. Uh, not not actual cocktails. I right, think he right, blew right. a zero zero. It was literally just full of pills, and the picture of his mugshot and the guys at the rope like between holes. So the tiger walks by by him. Tiger can't help himself. Starts dying laughing as he's walking by when the guy's seeing the picture. And I mean, it just it's pretty classic. But I think Tiger's kind of got that. Now he's not. I'm not saying he's self-deprecating at all either but a little bit it feels like he's it's a little looser and it's helped his pr yes i also think he understands that's the that's the that's the best reaction to have does he really think it's funny i don't know but he gets that that's the reaction to have right there he gets that's the only way i do think if he naturally i thought it was a little funny no he might have i'm just saying he understands the only way to to beat that quote-unquote beat it is to laugh at it that's the only option yeah. Right, having the guy removed doesn't help you. You think that's a removable offense? If Tiger wanted the guy removed, Tiger, Tiger? I mean, yeah, I mean, anything's if whatever Tiger wants. Yeah, well, I mean, what's the marshal going to say? No, we're keeping this guy. They paid a twenty dollars ticket and has a picture of you on his shirt. It used to be you had to wear pants and collared shirts tucked in, and now you can just wear my mugshot. Like, no, you're out of here. Yeah, you're out of there. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.